industry and welcome to episode seven of GovCon Growth Bites, your source for expert advice and key strategies to grow your business one bite at a time. I'm your host, Maggie Bennett, and today I'm joined by Mike Anderson, Director of Advocacy for the Nakapunu Companies, which are a family of 8A and small businesses. Today, we're going to kick off a new series we're calling Friends in Industry, where we ring up our friends, chat about today's market, and talk about what they're up to and what we've worked on together. Uh, so with no ado whatsoever, Mike, greetings. Thank you for your time today. Yeah, it's great to be called a friend. I mean, love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are really, really thankful for your time. Could you give us a, a quick introduction and just tell the listeners kind of who you are, your background in uh, government contracting and what your current role is? Yeah, and, and the, you know, this director of advocacy is a, is a term because in a sense, effect, I'm advocating for our company. I'm advocating for Native Hawaiian organizations as a whole. I'm advocating for 8A, uh, as, which is essential to uh, companies to be able to grow and to be able to contribute. So that's kind of a, a, a name that kind of puts around there. Uh, in effect, I do uh, business development. Uh, I also, uh, with a very specific focus on GWACs for my company, uh, that's what I do. But in the meantime, I've done the whole gamut of capture activities for BD, uh, uh, lots of experience in not only in this company, but in another company, the previous company for that, uh, Alaska Native Corporation. And I've also uh, done government contracting from the other end, of the, from the other side, uh, having a contracting squadron that worked for me, uh, that, that was part of my organization when I was in the Air Force, for example, as well as working at the, at the policy level primarily, both uh, at headquarters Air Force and also uh, as a, a staffer, chief of staff to a member of Congress uh, where government contracting was extremely important to his constituency. So I've kind of done it from the strategic level, if you will, the strategic level, uh, mm-hmm. policy level, all the way down to the application level and the day-to-day kind of level. And and in a large effect, I'm kind of a I'm a kind of a, a numbers wonk to a data wonk in terms of getting Great. into the data the procurement the federal procurement data system and that information. Great. Great. Sounds like you have a lot of expertise in a lot of areas and can bring that all together into one role. It's fun. Um, yeah. Well, from that from that vantage point with all that background as well as the current experience, what do you see as some of the most pressing issues that small business have in today's market? I would label them under uh, what I would call the three C's. The, the first issue is compliance issues. About the time, there are, are some inconsistencies, for example, where you might have something that SBA puts out in 13 CFR, you know, you, you know 121, 124, whatever it's going to apply to you. And, and it's ahead because it's being responsive to whatever Congress puts out and says, thou shalt do. And go do mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. SBA will immediately put that up, but then the FAR Council or and or DFARS takes a little more time to do that. So there's potentially an opportunity in where you might have something in 13 CFR that says one thing, and yet in the FAR it says something else. And you're putting you're putting uh, contracting officers in a tough position because most contracting officers at the 90 percent are going to say, "Well, it's in the FAR. This is what we're going to follow." And yet you've got to provide them with that other information showing how it's going to help that. So so it's going to help their agency if you allow them, to, if they take a look at this 13 CFR rule that helps out small businesses within their agency and provides more competitive opportunities or competitive companies, you've got to be able to help that, that contracting also. So there's compliance issues with respect to that. And, and there's another part of that too, which says in compliance, 
there's a lot of stuff that a small business has to comply with. So when a small business, yeah, when a Paul's the first thing they're complying with is paying their employees, right? And you know, it's going to be 30 to 60 days before they get that first paycheck from the government, whether you're a subcontractor or prime, it's kind of a tough position to be with in terms of compliance. The second C would be um, certifications. Um, because if we take a look at some of our GWACs that we've had, there are certifications that they're asking for, particularly with small businesses, that as a general rule, small businesses may or may not have. Certainly, they're going to want to have some sort of ISO certification, right? That's almost universal, yeah. not just in a GWAC, but pretty much in any anything. So you're going to want to go get that. And then the next thing is, if you're an IT company particularly, well, there's this thing called CMMI. Well, you know, CMMI as a, as a certification can, it can be costly. It can be extremely costly. So therefore, a company is going to want to be more mature so that they have a little bit more playroom in terms of that overhead cost, which in turn affects rates, which in turn affects their competitiveness. And another one, a good example of that was, for example, CMMC. Those companies that jumped out and ahead of schedule on CMMC, ahead to kind of get ahead of the game because they want to be competitive, yeah. But, which is ex- extremely. Our company, for example, did just a, a rough order of magnitude, and we estimated that the cost of implementing CMMC was around two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars for our company alone. Goodness. Yeah. So you know the little listing that they do with that, and oh by the way, that goes against your rates. So the companies that are getting ahead of that the smalls are putting that cost against that, that in turn affects their rates and that in turn affects their, their competitiveness. And yet, as we have seen in terms of uh, certifications, that competitiveness or those certifications have been pushed out another X number of years. So in effect, hurting those companies that jumped ahead so they could be competitive. Now they've kind of hurt their competitors over the past two years, right. the next two years. Right. So, so certifications would be the second thing and keeping up with those and determining at what point you're going to be certified and how certified you need to be. Do you need to be level one, two, three, four, or five, whatever the case may be. So those are our questions. And the last thing is, is just uh, comp- competition, um, competitiveness. You know, we start with one of those, but as a, as a company, you're torn in many different directions, whether it's customer related, compliance related, certification related, another C, by the way, customer, mm-hmm. uh, to, to determine how you're going to be competitive in that industry. And for starters, what industry, <laughs> NAICS code, uh, PSC code, whatever the case may be, what industry are you going to be competitive in? And it we you can do all the research you would like to, but sometimes <laughs> it's sometimes better to be uh, be a blind squirrel that gets lucky uh, and finds right. that that right rather than somebody that goes through and expends all the money that you can sometimes do and come up with nothing in terms of how what what part of the world of contracting are you going to be a part of and, and you're going to play in so three c's that's a very excellent summary is there any particular one of those that you feel like your company is is leaning into at the moment um, our company has take, taken kind of a wait and see uh, perspective with respect to certifications. Uh, we 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 uh, we've decided to manage that risk as best we can because it's all part of risk management. Absolutely. Um, 
com uh, compliance is kind of a black and white thing. Our company uh, doesn't like to play any games in the gray. We want to make sure that if it's a compliance issue, we're going to do that. We're going to we're going to go with that. So, you know, okay. one's kind of a wait and see. One's a no questions. It's it's you either comply or not. So I would have to answer that the third area is going to be in, in competitiveness. Or how do you how do you better establish yourself competitive in the government market? And we've really focused in on that both from a strategic perspective as well as using data as much as we can to kind of make sure we understand what that market is, what that agency is doing, you know, the fundamental three basic BD questions. Who's the customer? What are they buying? And how are they buying it? We're making yep. sure we take a look at that very carefully. Excellent. And I know that you're a, you're a numbers man, so the data will come in a lot into that conversation. It, it um, has been, yes. Reflecting on our, on our brief chat before we hit the record button, I know that we talked about how some of these uh, platforms where you get a lot of this data for data procurement can be very tough to, to manage and tough to get into unless you're an expert on that particular platform. I know you've looked briefly into Fed Pipeline, which was one of um, R. Turner's service offerings. Have you been able to, to glance into that and or any of the reports um, that we've been able to, to release and, and gotten any profit out of those? To be quite honest, yes, I, I have the, the platform that you all have put together looks very good. And in the time that I've had uh, with Robert to kind of go over some of the things that it provides, I think it's geared at a quick and easy, easy is probably a, it, <laughs> easy is relative, right? But a quick sure. and direct way to provide information that's going to be relevant, that's going to be actionable, and that's going to be accurate. So um, I particularly like because unless you know how to work the system, I particularly like how this system sifts through all the contract actions and distills that information down to just the contracts themselves. Mm. Because if I'm going to look for information, number one, I want more information to get a better idea at a higher level, a higher degree of accuracy. Uh, I want more information. I want more lines of data to be able to look at. I can't download hundreds of thousands of in line. Well, I can't download all the information that's out there in the federal procurement data system. However, I can look and specify just looking at contracts, which is what this platform, your platform does. It distills it down to the contracts. I have the benefit of multiple, multiple lines of code, thousands mm -hmm. of lines of code, but yes. it's distilled down to that contract, which is really what I'm looking for because it's all there. Right. I don't have to look at all the mods. I can look at the overall contract activity and make some decisions based on that. Excellent. Our CTO will be thrilled to hear that. I know Jim has spent a lot of time getting a substantial amount of data poured into that Fed pipeline platform so that it can give you the, the concise bits that you're really looking for. That's well awesome. worth the time. Well worth the time. Yeah. Excellent. I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I know you've also given a, a fair bit of your time to the webinars that we've been hosting recently. Have you, uh, what, what sort of things have you particularly enjoyed or profited from that our team covered in some recent webinars? <laughs> well, it goes back to those uh, talking in threes, right? I mean, it's got to be relevant. It's got to be accurate and it's got to be actionable. Um, you can't walk away from one of your webinars without having relevant and accurate information. Now, initially, you know, the first one I went to, what, two, three years ago, kind of a thing. Of course, as a new customer, you kind of compare it against, and you're yeah. going to compare it. Well, Absolutely. I've had time to compare. I've attended other GWAC type things, type webinars. And I can tell you, um, the, th the trio that you have, Robert, 
Cassie and Josh, when you put that all together, there is, there's no comparison with the others. The, the others are more uh, reportive. They report, mm. oh, this GWAC is going to do this, it's going to do that. Well, okay, I can read that. Don't waste mm-hmm. my time and tell me that. What you all bring together is, okay, here's the nuance of that information. Here's some of the things you need to think about. Here's the kind of information that's going to help your company perhaps win this. And oh, by the way, which you, the other thing that you provide is the teaming, you know, the teaming report that that information mm-hmm. is there as well as the opportunity for those who are not subscribed, but to be able to have reports based on your platform that show them, which is a great purpose, right? So both advertising and at the same time, you're providing information that they can use that's actionable that says, okay, here's the data I can use to go find the right companies that maybe I want to team with, maybe I want to joint venture with. So all in all, um, I look forward to it. Well, a good one, Polaris. Every time there was a wonderful change that came out of NITAC. Um, that was, no, I'm sorry. Let's go. Let's go see. I'm, it's not Polaris. CIOSP4. That's the one that we're, uh, that's, that's the, the one that we will benchmark forever, right? Oh, uh, it just never CIOS, stops. It never stops. We're waiting for the next change. Good <laughs> <laughs> grief. <laughs> but, you know, whenever CIOSP4 SP4 came out with something, you had the boom. There was, you could depend that there was going to be uh, something coming out that's going to say from, from our Turner consultant that was going to say, Here's what you need to know. Is it here's the questions you need to be asking? Here's what you should be doing. And and it was all it was like spot on. Uh, it was spot. I ran that I ran that that proposal for my company, and I found it as a as a proposal director just very very spot on. Loved it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. Thank you, Mike. That's incredibly helpful to hear. And I'll, I, I look forward to the rest of the team listening in to, to your very, uh, very kind words. We're, we're thrilled that it was so helpful to you. And and I know Robert also likes his trio of words. Um, his his brainchild was value, integrity, excellence. And that's what he wanted every part of, of his company's efforts to revolve around. And so to hear that the webinars and the teaming reports and things like that are relevant and accurate and actionable, I think that will just be an absolute uh, treat for him to hear. So thank you for that. Well, uh, yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Thank you. Are there any uh, upcoming topics that you'd like us to to cover in the future? You know, I know we had this little previous conversation, but you know, whenever McDonald's tries to sell something other than hamburgers, um, it, it, it becomes, you know, a, a huge investment question for them, right? So, if I'm going to go get the best chicken sandwich, this is, I'm go, you know where I'm going to go? I'm going to go Chick-fil-A. And in Virginia, yeah. if I want the best hamburger, I'm probably going to go to Five Guys as, as far as fast foods goes, right? I'm, yeah. That's where I'm yeah. going. Yeah. I'm not going to go to Fast Guys to get chicken. They don't sell chicken. And I'm not going to go to Chick-fil-A to get hamburgers because they don't sell hamburgers. Yeah. I think you guys produce the best GWAC type reports and the GWAC reporting in the industry. You're the go-to as far as I'm concerned. And it's fun to see the audiences that you have up in the numbers that you have on your, on your Zoom meetings because I take a look at that. Um, that means a lot of other folks are agreeing with that, 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 uh, with that conclusion, that, I've, that assessment that I've made. So I would say just keep doing what you're doing because you're doing awesome. Take a look at that platform. Uh, keep that platform going and, and getting it out there, the information. But uh, there's plenty of GWACs coming out there that we're going to need help with. And and you guys are huge advocates 
not just for us, but also for us to be able to go to folks like the SBA and folks like those agencies like GSA or NITAC or whoever it's going to be and say, hey, you ought to be thinking about this. You ought to be thinking about that. And I think stay with that because that's your niche. Those are your hamburgers. Excellent. Go, go stay with it. Excellent. Well, we'd love to be the, the five guys of the market or the, the Chick-fil-A <laughs> of the GWAC <laughs> seminars. <laughs> I'm all about it. I'm all about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, to, to that end, we look forward to helping you further in the future. Um, and if the, uh, if the listener is particularly keen on learning more about your company, where can, where can the listener find you? Uh, go to, uh, uh, I'm going to spell it, Nakupuna, N-A-K-U-P-U-N-A.com. And that's where our business lines are. Uh, if you want to look at our foundation and what we do to give back to the Native Hawaiian community, we're at the, just Google the Nakupuna Foundation, N-A-K-U-P-U-N-A Foundation. We're a, a group of, of families that uh, believes in doing incredibly great things and providing incredibly great solutions for our, for our for our clients and customers. I love it. That sounds incredible. Thank you again, Mike, for your time. And uh, with that, I think we're going to call it a day and get back to work. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Good talking with you, Maggie. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate your time. All right. Bye.